0: hello welcome to prince right by track i'm your host darren and today we're going to be talking about dead on it uh, from the Black Album Recorded March 1987 at the Galpin Boulevard um, Home Studio Released on the 22nd of November 1994 On the track it is Prince With a sample from Sheila E You know, for a song that's about rap To have a sample on there <laughs> It kind of fits uh, The song itself is 4 Minutes 37 And joining me to talk about it today is Zachary Hoskins Hello Zachary Hey. Um, now obviously I said, I said the title as Dead Honest Because that's how Prince <laughs> says it sometimes in the song uh, not every time. There are a couple of times where he just leaves that kind of dramatic um, kind of gap. Um, and, you know, this this song was recorded the same time as Cindy C. And I would say both of them, um, they're not really in terms of production. They're not really similar. You know, Dead On It is really Prince using his um his Fairlight sampler. Um, yeah. To kind of construct a beat, Um, you know, so it, it's basically that um but but you know and Cindy C has you know has got the involvement of um you know Eric Leeds Atlanta Bliss you know
1: right there's a lot there's a lot going on in Cindy C yeah yeah <laughs> and not as much going on in Dead
0: On it. <laughs> <laughs> no but I would say that they both kind of have a similar feel in that um in Cindy C you know Prince um, I don't think Prince is, is realistically saying that he's going to go stalk Cindy Crawford. Right. <laughs> but he's kind of playing this manic character who is a stalker of this particular supermodel. Mm-hmm. Obviously, her full name is never revealed. But, you know, she has a beauty mark and she's been on the cover of Vogue. Right. Um, so, you know, you can kind of put the pieces together and figure out who it is. And I think the same is kind of true of this song. I don't feel like this is, this is a really weird to say, but this isn't Prince... Um, like rapping, but rather this is Prince playing the persona of a rapper.
1: Well, he's doing that stupid voice. Like he, he's, he's doing this, <laughs> this, he's putting on this accent and it sort of, it reminds me, this might be kind of a weird point of reference, but it reminds me of like when Mick Jagger from the Rolling Stones would sing a country song. He would like do this exaggerated country drawl, you know, it's like, it's like this weird yeah. distancing technique uh, that, that Prince in his later rap music, he sort of grew out of it. But but I, I don't know if it's like he's not fully comfortable with the genre yet. But, yeah, he puts on this this very strange voice.
0: I mean, obviously, that's sort of similar to Camille, except, you know, obviously uh, Camille was intended to be, you know, an entire different persona. Right. And, you know, there was, there was a whole album's worth of songs that were done in that particular voice. Um, but here, yeah, it does it does feel like he's kind of putting a voice on. Uh, and I would say, uh, you know, uh, looking ahead like one album, um, he he kind of does the same thing, not the same thing exactly, but he kind of does a, a similar thing with Pussy Control, where he he has like a certain way of singing, you know, the the chorus of Pussy Control, mm. where he exaggerates the way he says certain words, um, you know, in particular, he says the mayor of your brain. <laughs> and he, he says it in a way that doesn't sound like it's like meant to be Prince singing it. Mm-hmm. He says it like it's kind of a slightly different character. And, you know, I think that's certainly true of this, like, you know, obviously there's a couple of lines in this song, which, you know, for a number of years, before the album was even, you know, officially released, you know, obviously it was a bootleg for, you know, you could pretty much get anywhere. Any, you know, reputable record fair would have at least two or three stands that had this as a bootleg that you could buy for, you know, way too much money. And, you know, the kind of the lyrics ended up, you know, kind of being almost taken out of context. And you know the idea was that maybe Prince hated rappers, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> and, you know, and the fact that it has the line the the only the only good rapper is one that's dead on it, <laughs> like just that line of you know the only good rapper is one that's dead. Like that's that's the thing that people kind of took away from this song. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't really think that's the message that Prince is doing because you know he's as we said he's he's singing in his voice and all it, it's almost like he's um, taking on a persona um, that is attacking another rapper, almost as if he has this kind of beef that he's starting. Right. But it's not with any specific rapper in particular. It's right. just with <laughs> the entire of rap, you know, which at this point was still a relatively young, you know, art form. You know, mm-hmm. you're talking 1987, you know, Rapper's Delight was what, 1979? So this is this is barely eight years in. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, it, by the time Prince has recorded it, let's say it's, you know, late 86 by the time he has this idea you know you're, t- you're talking barely seven years of of you know a kind of a rap legacy at that point and there are still a, you know a number of um you know the kind of bigger groups you know the groups that would put rap into the mainstream mm-hmm. you know they haven't even started making records at this point you know the the genre itself is um it's not quite the um <laughs> the fruity pebbles advert which is the you know <laughs> my name is my name is x and i'm here to say right. something 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 in a, in a rapping way right like you know, which is literally taken off of Flintstone's Fruity Pebbles commercial, that yeah. is literally where that originates. But you know it's so it's not that type of rap. It's not that kind of singsonggy, like mm-hmm. easy, you know it, it kind of you know, gangster rap hadn't become big yet. you know, even even after Black the Black album was actually released. You're still talking a couple of years away from stuff like Gangster's Paradise or California Love. You know, like the the kind of the huge kind of, you know, rap hits right. of the kind of 90s still hadn't emerged even by the time this song actually got a proper release. But, you know, Prince, d- Prince does kind of go for the easy rhymes, though, I must say. <laughs> yeah. You know, he starts out with riding in my Thunderbird on the freeway. I turned on my radio to hear some music play, which is... Like turn like describing actions is As, kind of the the base. It's like it's the cheapest way to do a rap. Right, run, pretty it, to...
1: pretty rudimentary. It's he's he's a he's a couple of years behind. I think this is this is very like early Curtis Blow. Like just kind of figuring out the art form. Uh, that but but in 1987,
0: so yeah, and I, I think it's funny because. Uh, you know, like, the, I, I mean, you know, just saying I'm doing this and I did that, yeah. <laughs> is just the, it's just the most basic of rap. But I like that Prince is big enough to be like, yeah, I i, I could do this. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I could do this and I could do it better than other people. Except I think in this case, you know, as we'll get into later, I think you know he's he's not quite ready to you know to be kind of out there battling uh, you know bunny Rabbit. yeah
1: his 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 confidence might might be uh slightly uh, uh, misplaced in this case <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah um i yeah well i mean and i i mean i i mean i mentioned bunny rabbit there but i you know just on a slight tangent um uh, you know the film in the film 8 mile um the original the original script for it was meant to be set in minneapolis and <laughs> And there's a scene where um, Bunny Rabbit goes to meet this record executive who, you know, might want to sign him and, you know, and all that. And in the film, it was about this rapper from a trailer park outside of the twin cities trying to meet prince and trying to get to paisley park that was literally the original script
1: i did not know that wow
0: and so it so it kind of it then kind of turned into a more generic you know someone tries to meet a record producer and then obviously when an eminem came on board they kind of rewrote it to kind of suit his character but yeah, right the original the original script for eight mile uh, which i think was called something like untitled rap project um <laughs> it, it, it it was it was about getting to meet prince so i think it's it's kind of interesting that this is the level of rap that Prince was at when he started, you know, Um, and you know, he immediately disses that whoever he's listening to on the radio, where he says, I got a silly rapper talking silly shit. Instead, the only good rapper is one that's dead on it. (laughs) Um, And then of course, I mean, I just, I just love that. I love, I love how he leaves that gap. So he gets the rhyme, but then he gets to put the title in, you know, it's it's just it's a, just a nice little touch from Prince. It's one of the only kind of really clever things that he does in this song. Right.
1: It is act yeah, it's 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 legitimately pretty clever.
0: He shouts himself out by right. saying, Negroes from Brooklyn play the bass pretty good, but the ones from Minneapolis play it like it ought to should uh, which is so such an awkward play it like it ought to it's like i mean just pl- say play it like they should or right like, he's like
1: really yeah he's he's really reaching for that for for the rhyme and the and, and the flow there
0: <laughs> yeah yeah um and then of course he says a magro throw is better when you got a poof on it and <laughs> the two and fro is funky when the grease is dead on it <laughs> now rhyming in on it with on it is you know
1: slightly less clever than the last yeah.
0: yeah he's taking a step back in this song right uh, and you kind of get like a little drumbeat fill, and prince says funky dead on it <laughs> um so you know and, th- and he keeps asking shall we go back and he's like let's go <laughs> and i mean uh and and then this is this is kind of the main maybe this is the main verse where people kind of take issue with prince. right you know the only the only good rapper being dead on it is, you know, at least a bit playful. Mm-hmm. Um, but when Prince kind of drops it, you know, ju- you just have kind of the beat, uh, which I should say Prince is, he's not really, he's not rapping on the beat either. He's kind of a little bit ahead of the beat. It's it's really weird. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's, it's actually in terms of like rapping, if he was actually delivering something good, that this would be actually quite remarkable. Mm-hmm. But instead, it just seems like he's being very petty. <laughs> and he says, see the rappers problem usually stems from being, tone deaf and then we have like a dissonant chord and it says pack the house and then try to sing there won't be no one left um (laughs) on it but i I like as well (laughs) he uses a little punctuation of on it yeah
1: he's keeping that yeah
0: yeah (laughs) even when it doesn't make any sense um you know yeah
1: it's it's like uh this is definitely this is the verse that definitely feels like sour grapes to me and, it, and it's and it's sort of this is one of the first times i think that prince had been um i mean i say publicly but obviously the black album didn't didn't come out but he you know i, I think he had he had been out of touch before and he had and he had felt um you know sort of competitive with with other Uh, Artists that were kind of surpassing him commercially before but this is the first time that he's kind of put it in song and sort of admitted that like this is something there's this new thing that is kind of like eating my lunch uh, as this guy who used to be you know the most revolutionary black artist. And I don't know quite yeah. what to make of it and it and it frightens me. Like the, the <laughs> it's 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 interesting to see, uh, you know, because Prince was always like so ahead of his time and like now there's something that is, you know, kind of uh he doesn't you can tell from this verse at least that he doesn't he doesn't get it.
0: Yeah, I mean it's worth saying as well, you know, this is this is eighty seven, so Prince is what uh 18 minus 50, 30. Mm-hmm. This, this is, this is kind of a few months away from his 30th birthday. Right. Um, you know, and, and no, sorry, 29. He's 29, 29 he's 30, yeah. 80. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was 30 when he released love sexy, but yeah, so he's, you know, he's get, he's about to approach his thirties, you know, he's 29 years old and you know, it's, I, you know i mean you know i think i've said this before but you know rap is a young man's game you can't mm-hmm. be 29 and start to get into it yeah. it's just not gonna. you have to be you know you have to be 14 or right. 15 or you have to be young to kind of um get into it particularly in the 80s you know you you know the beastie boys weren't people who started rapping you know when they were they're were in their 40s right. you know they they kept rapping until they were in their 40s yeah. but obviously they started when they were kind of teenagers and I think that's the thing is to be able to, you know, particularly with rap, you know, I think this is even true today, but especially true in the 80s to kind of be on the cutting edge of rap. You had to be young. Oh, yeah. And, you know, 29 isn't old. <laughs> Let's say that. But in in rap terms, you know, you may as well be like in your 60s. Right. Like you're just not, you're, you know, and, and you've also got to remember that, you know, Prince has, you know, this is this is kind of 10 years into his, his record contract. You know, Paisley Park is being built. Mm-hmm. So you know, he's having this this multi million pound house built for him by his record record studio. You know, he's he's not he's clearly not someone who's in touch with the streets. Right. Not that I think he ever was. You know, but I think at least he had a perspective when he was in his twenties. You know, early twenties that kind of at least you know he could remember his childhood or you know remember being younger and being you know hungry. Right. Whereas he's at this point he's been pampered for so long. That you know, he's now complaining that rappers are tone yeah. deaf. <laughs> uh, yeah. you know, it's, which sounds like something again, your dad
1: would say. You know, like not Prince. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I would say there's a, there's a moment when I knew that my uh, my mother was no younger hip. Uh, which is when we saw suede on tv um if you're familiar with uh-huh. suede i believe they, ha- they had to change their name to london suede in the in the u.s right. due to kind of some of the band yeah. and there was a moment where you know um the lead singer he was singing a song and like I, I i was like this is you know this is interesting like what is this you know it's kind of the start of, of you know the birth of Britpop, basically mm-hmm. um you know kind of alternative music and my mom literally just went, what is this noise? <laughs> and, and, and I feel like that is literally Prince in this right. Prince is my mom going, what is this noise? Like, you know, trying to, and, and no, yeah, but the thing is, I mean, I guess at this point, Prince kind of had, you know, he had a, you know, a legitimate point, which is, you know, rappers weren't filling stadiums at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, there was no rapper in like 85, 86 who was, you know, there was no group that was going around selling out places apart from maybe Run DMC. Right. Um, right. You know, but, There were very few rap groups at this point Who were kind of following the model That, you know, a lot of rock bands did And, you know, certainly Prince did as well Which was big stadium tours, Mm. you know Um, They were kind of mostly, you know Selling, you know, their records By having them played by DJs in clubs And, you know, so... Uh, it, it kind of it kind of feels like you know Prince saying what is this noise and they're t- saying that they're tone deaf and you know they they won't they try to pack the house and try to sing and there won't be no one left you know all that kind of stuff it feels it does feel a little petty and it does feel a little bit like Prince's. Is kind of behind the time and, and, you know, saying, get off my yard, mm-hmm. Um, you know. And, you know, <laughs> I like as well how he's... I mean, saying that, the next bit is quite funny. Parking lots on fire, brothers peeling out of town. <laughs> they say in disgust, they sing in their guts, rapping let us down, down, down. you got to be dead on it. I mean, <laughs> even when Prince is kind of a little bitter about something, it's still funny that he's... He's, part, he's kind of painting this picture of, you know, this venue where they, they you know, they're so disgusted by the singing <laughs> and how poor it is that they set the place on fire and then they leave town. Right. I yeah, mean, it's a
1: comedic. Yeah, it's, this isn't like, he's not saying this stuff in earnest is another thing to, to, to keep in mind. He's at least he has a sense of humor about it. So.
0: And then <laughs> for some reason, I mean, <laughs> this is probably my favorite verse of the entire song. Where, right. And it starts with Prince singing, all the sisters like it when you lick them on the knees. And then he says, "Don't believe me," and we hear someone actually go, "No," <laughs> not not that forcefully. It's it's a bit more, and it's like try try it once, then stop. They'll be begging, please, please, please. And then for some reason, he goes, "Shibiniwa, dead on it." <laughs> and I mean, I d- I don't know what is I don't know what this is meant to be. The whole kind of like you know, lick them on the knees. It's just. This- seems like uh, this is better subject
1: matter for prince to rap about this feels more like his wheelhouse to me uh i i i prefer i definitely like the second half of this song uh better i mean the the lyrics are definitely from here on the lyrics are basically all non-sequiturs but they're yeah. but they're pretty great <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah and i mean you know he goes what's it have to do with the funk nothing who's paying my bees who's paying my bills if you don't want to lick my knees i'm sure your mama will um so prince you know throwing uh, throwing a yo Yo mama in there as well so trying to (laughs) trying to show that he's you know he's still with it um and then you know we get a lot of you know dead on it dead dead on it you know um like there's not really a chorus in this song in fact that's something that i've noticed a lot about some of the tracks on this album they don't really have choruses they Mm -hmm. just have prince just saying the title and and you know that's kind of mostly it and i mean yeah we do get a lot of non-sequiturs when he says my bed's a coffin dracula he got shit on me i i love that i love that that (laughs) that line
1: is weirdly like it's weirdly ahead of its time i can see i can see a, a a rapper uh you know it seems all it seems like something like i could see that showing up in like a kanye west verse you know <laughs> like yeah it's it, it, <laughs> it feels it feels
0: very uh it feels very contemporary to me yeah and and, and you know he says my nickname's hell's a poppin i'm badder than the <laughs> wicked witch and that is i think the badder than the wicked witch is the sheila reese yeah as well. yeah yeah um and then of course he says i got a gold tooth costs more than your house i got diamond rings on four fingers each one the size of a mouse which <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I would love... I mean, Prince, obviously, he never performed this song live, you know. But I would love if he had performed it live. And when he came out, he had, like, a gold tooth. And, like, these gigantic like diamonds on on the, on some rings right it's such a you know?
1: non-specific the size of a mouse like i like it's it's such, it's not a very evocative <laughs> i mean it is an evocative image but it's not it's not an image that is easy to sort of make sense of i just picture yeah. mouse shaped diamonds <laughs> <laughs> yes
0: i mean that would have been even better if you just yeah. had like eight, eight rings and each <laughs> one of them has has these gigantic diamond-shaped mice? Yeah, um, yeah, and you know, we then we get a little bit of the kind of the la 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 la's, um, you know, and then Prince saying, "Wait up, hang up, dial tone on the three, you know, you know, I'm busy, too skizzy, <laughs> can't nobody fuck with me because I'm dead <laughs> on it on it on it and i mean he kind of starts sampling himself a little bit um and then we finish with him kind of saying dang 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 dead on it shooby dang dang like it just it just kind of turns into like uh, you know scat it's like he, right. <laughs> you know which i guess prince can't kind of suppress you know his uh, his father's jazz influence on him you know when he's lost her words he just ends up kind of scatting yeah um, and and we kind of finish with dead dead on it dead on it and that's kind of like where the song ends mm. um but yeah you know i i think like i said you know some of the lines in this song kind of end up being slightly more notorious because it's as if prince was attacking an entire genre that like we said was kind of in its infancy right um you know and Um, I mean, it's funny because obviously, you know, Holly Rock appeared on the soundtrack to Crush Groove, which was like a film about, you know, rappers and stuff. So (sighs) I I think I think it's kind of funny that Prince, you know, he I mean, saying that he's he's done this before where he's kind of, you know, maligned something and then immediately embraced it. Right. You know he, he like he, you know he kind of the fact that he kind of threw out all of his samplers at one point and then kind of started using <laughs> them all again, and you yeah. know he kind of there's certain out there's a few albums where on the liner notes it's like everything's live, and then a couple of albums later he's just doing everything on samplers right. and, you know so. <laughs> I, I, I kind of like the fact that Prince is someone who is, you know, very determined and kind of is going to stick to something mm-hmm. until he just completely changes his mind. and then Yeah, he definitely that.
1: allowed himself some latitude. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I definitely think you can detect some some sour grapes here and a little bit of uh, a little bit of generational, you know, generation gap. But I mean, there the the diss track is an established rap genre even by this point and so i mean really he's you know when he's talking about rappers that aren't dead on it like that's very familiar territory that's like you know half of ll cool j songs are about that and you know the whole sucka mcs thing and so you know it's it it is a. I think he in some ways he clearly doesn't understand rap and in some ways he he clearly kind of does now i think I, like you kind of touched upon i think the whole the whole effect would have been better if if prince just like killed it and th- this is not this is not his this is not even his best rapping um he would yeah. get much better in the future so it, especially the part about you know the talking about the rapper being tone deaf and trying to sing it's like That would have gone over better if he had like really nailed that verse but instead it's sort of like well maybe everybody should just you know kind of stick to their strengths (laughs) like you know (laughs) prince can sing and rappers can rap and you know like maybe that's the lesson we can take away from this
0: yeah i mean obviously by the time you get to symbol you've got tony m you know doing stuff like my name is prince and Mm -hmm. and you know and, and rap it on sexy mf and you know, uh, arrogance is all, you know, just Tony and rapping. And, you know, like, and like I said, by the time you get to pussy control, Prince is rapping himself, but kind of doing it, uh, like we said, kind of putting a little bit of a voice on when he, when he raps. Right. And later in life, Prince praised many different kind of rappers. So it's, it's not like Prince denied the art form, which I think is kind of the narrative that is sometimes put on this song. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's just that he was attempting to try and do something that kind of actually fitted within the genre but unfortunately, you know, the intention kind of got slightly misread. And I think that's mostly because, you know, the Black Album was hidden for so long. You know, it it, it was kind of kept away for a few years. And so you only kind of had, you know, almost like Chinese whispers of what right. someone thought this song was about. And, you know, I know there's a lot, you know, there's certainly a lot of reviews that I read, you know, when Black Album came out, you know, eventually in 1994. And, you know, a lot of them seem to be like, oh, why does Prince hate rap? You know, after he's already had some rappers in his band, like, and it seemed like they were trying to make out like he was a hypocrite. But I think it's better to read the song as a diss track. Right. That Prince just doesn't deliver well enough <laughs> yeah. for it to land. Um,
1: it's sort of like he heard three rap
0: songs and was like, I can do this. And then, you know, threw this together <laughs> in one afternoon. <laughs> and in all fairness to Prince, you know, he pretty much can hear three of any other zon- right. genre and be like, oh, I can do this. Right you know it's you know it's it's like you could probably get halfway through you know are you experienced and prince is like yeah i think i've got this i think i can do what's going on here you know um or you know like on his earliest albums you know a lot of it was just like warner's trying to force him in the direction of disco Mm -hmm. and prince almost being like well i've heard what disco is it's very easy to do i can do better than disco and so you know i i could understand why at this point he would think Oh, I could, you know, I've heard a couple of rap albums. I can I can do this easy. Let me you know, someone someone turn on my fair light and and let's yeah. start tapping some pads and and uh, and I'll I'll knock out a rap song. Yeah. Um, you know. Um, now later on in in, you know, uh, when Tony M was part of the band, um you know um he would actually perform the lyrics from this um over the music which would eventually turn into Race um as an introduction to Jughead um when they were on the Diamonds and Pearls tour so Prince never really performed this song but Tony, Tony M, M kind yeah. of did it was never performed again in any 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 kind of form uh, which I can kind of understand cuz like we said I feel like it misses the mark in terms of the like the target it was aiming for you know, was some kind of diss track against bad rappers, but it just ends up kind of coming off as sour grapes and being a little bit kind of petulant right and kind of missing the target missing the target to the point where if someone had wanted to write a diss track about prince and use this (laughs) as the example you would have been like yeah i feel like you have a point um you know krs1 or you know chuck d or someone it's like if any of those guys have been like hold on you think this is rap?" like you know i you know like 10 15 years later I, i feel like if Prince had put this on an album, someone would have immediately shot back right. and been like, Prince, you can't, you cannot rap, um, you know? So, but yeah, um, I mean, for me personally, I, I mean, I can't really go higher than a three out of five. And I think that's simply because like I said, it just feels like it doesn't quite land. Mm. Um, you know, like the, the there are a couple of really good lines in here. Um, but because the, the, you know, the rhyme structure is so kind of simple and it, it does kind of almost fall into the my name is Prince and I'm here to say I hate all rappers <laughs> in a rapping yeah. way. Like it almost it's and, and it's just kind of like I feel like because it's a little too close to that, you know, I can't really go any higher than a three.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I think three is a is a fair uh, rating. It's I like that, you know, this is very much a Prince messing around in the studio song, um, sort of, sort of similar to Bob George, but not as good as Bob George. Um, and I, I just think the, uh, you know, it's very sort of historically significant in terms of seeing this kind of, of the moment, response to another kind of music uh that was coming out and you know sort of threatening his his primacy in in the pop music world but um but as a song i mean i don't think it's this isn't really anybody's favorite prince track so uh or even black album track
0: um so i feel like we said about as much as we can about dead on it so let's go to plugs is there anything you wish to plug zach
1: sure so i have um as listeners of your show are aware i have my own chronological Prince project that is going much, much more slowly than yours. It's called Dance, Music, Sex, Romance, and you can find it at princesongs.org. And I also, uh, I think by the time this comes out, I will have recently released a physical magazine with art and writing by all kinds of uh exciting people in the community and um it's uh the first issue of this magazine is devoted to prince so um, you can check that out it's called dystopian dance party and you can find it at dystopiandanceparty.com.
0: and you can find us on facebook at prince Trap by track or on twitter at prince podcast or you can email us not sure why you would at prince by track at gmail.com thanks once more for being my guest oh thank you and otherwise goodbye on it